Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Pastor Josh told me about uh, what the church has been going, I mean, going through the world. The whole, like about 40 days uh, back home, we looked at the scripture daily about um, about living uh, with the spirit of God. And so when Pastor Josh, you know, shared with me and I said, I felt, feel right at home here. And uh, you give me f- next six hours, I can continue to teach. <laughs> I've got, I, I'm honestly saying that. I've got so much that God has blessed me with. In, when you looked at God's word for the last six months every day, you got so much, not priding, but I am humbled by what God has for us. If only we know the scope of things, we will not just leave the word of God lying around everywhere. And I'm telling you today, the title of this sermon today, what the, the Holy Spirit can do with a local church. And I want us to take us as, as rightly so, living in the spirit as a local church. And I want you to go through this with me the, uh, to Acts chapter 19. Okay, are you ready for a Bible study? Yes. All right, are you ready for a Bible study? Yes. Bible study doesn't have to be boring. Okay, now, all right, just get there. I hope you bring your Bibles to church. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that you bring your mobile phones. I said so much technology people depend on. I, 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 I mean, it's okay, I'm great, but you use mobile phones, everything else. Okay. All right, you, you get that what I'm saying. I tell you, a man of God said, I carry this word when, when I was young, when I'm now old, the word carries me. And so, don't ever shy away from carrying the scripture. Try it. Amen. Ben and Binti, they convey their regards, their love to you. And uh, one day, they'll be across Yes, And Ben is preaching uh, today back home in both services. And we are in between moving places. Uh, please, when Josh said... Uh, you know, anything that is bothering you, putting it before you, let the Lord reign. I brought the projects back home before the Lord. Lord, I want you to reign over these projects. There are millions of dollars that is, you know, is, you know, you might just wonder uh, what it is. The properties in back state in, in our city is very, very expensive. And um, there is one property we are eyeing to buy for the body of Christ. And so please do pray with us. And uh, so think about uh, the body of Christ. Okay. And um, Getsy is um, my beloved wife and uh, of 28 years. She has been here many times. And if you're new to this church here, you wouldn't have met her or known about her. And um, she's been my co-worker. And uh, together, we pioneered and ran a Bible school, and we pioneered five local churches, 
in five cities. We pioneered children homes and we pioneered Esther homes. 28 years, so many things we've been able to do together. So when you're married, do things together. Amen. See what you can do. Two can do more than just uh, um, a single person. So, and uh, do continue to pray for me. It's, of course, I miss Getsy terribly. And uh, lots of memories. It's not over yet. And I, I don't think they ever get over that because um, um, someone who's been part of your life for such a long time. And uh, we've raised uh, amazing children, both serve the Lord. And um, yes, a soldier. Amen. Praise God. All right. Before we go to chapter 19 of Book of Acts, what, when we say about the Holy Spirit, I want to give you four points uh, that you, I would want you to hold on to. First of all, the Holy Spirit brings Jesus to my heart. That is his first function. He convicts us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. But the first thing, he brings Jesus into my heart. How many of you have that experience? Having Jesus in our hearts. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Number two, the Holy Spirit walks with me and strengthens me. He helps me to live like Jesus. Amen. The Holy Spirit the first point, he not only brings Jesus, he helps me, strengthens me to be like Jesus. The third point is the Holy Spirit empowers me to do the work of Jesus. Remember the, the Holy Spirit baptism, the anointing of the Holy Spirit empowers me to do not my work but his work there is no such a thing as your ministry please strike it up there are a lot of the Holy Spirit is not interested in developing anybody developing anybody's ministry or establishment some of the things important from some other countries, we please be very careful. Lord convicted me. I stopped using, even asking people pray, pray for my ministry. I've literally, seriously, I've stopped people asking me to pray for my ministry. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is not to do your ministry. The Holy Spirit is anointing to do the ministry of Christ. Hello, are you still with me? We're going to start your ministry. Please strike it up. Amen. It is the ministry of the Lord. Amen. As servants of God, we are only servants of God. And we are honored to work with Christ. So first of all, the Holy Spirit brings Jesus to my heart. Number two, the Holy Spirit strengthens me to live like Jesus. Number three, he empowers me to do the work of Christ. Number four, the Holy Spirit prepares me for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember, the Holy Spirit is preparing us 
for the coming of the lord's christ amen the scripture prepares you for the rapture amen so four points can we go through one more time what is number 1 brings jesus to my heart number 2 it strengthens me to be more like jesus or live like jesus number 3 he empowers me to do the work of christ number 4 he prepares me for the coming of christ everything about holy spirit is connected to jesus amen please always remember everything when the holy spirit is working he will lift the name of jesus amen oh that is the manifestation of the holy spirit he will lift the name of the Christ, name of the lord right now beginning at genesis chapter 1 and 2 in the beginning let's say the first was together in the beginning god created heaven and the earth and this verse 2 the earth was without form and void the holy spirit or the spirit was hovering over the the waters right from the beginning of the scripture we feel we see the work of the holy spirit when the holy spirit was hovering over the matters the space everything got energized right the whole situation was energized for new creation right the church cannot progress and go forward without the work of the holy spirit the bible we don't read a pentecostal church we don't read that where do we find pentecostal church certainly not in the scripture jesus is not building a pentecostal church jesus is not building any denomination jesus is building his church amen the day of pentecost when the holy spirit came upon the people remember what happened in the in at the creation the earth was formless void there was darkness over the deep but when the holy spirit was hovering around it it gave an amazing opportunity not opportunity uh, a situation was there for the word of god to be spoken for the new creation right you know one of the things when the holy spirit comes upon us he brings order and purpose a discipline and purpose when you call yourself a spirit filled christian which means you have order and discipline and purpose right some of us we call ourselves spirit filled because we just speaking in tongues and maybe you hear prophesying or you get to prophesy that's not all the holy spirit brings purpose to our lives he brings order to our lives he brings fullness to our life that's what happens there was void and formless but when the holy spirit was moving upon the waters when god spoke the word of creation it brought beautiful order we call that as principles god set the whole world to run in 
principles right. I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking uh, daily morning devotions back home. All principles are possible right. We just had one month just speaking uh, I mean, the devotions from the first chapter of Genesis. The principles of creation right. Thank God for the fullness and the purpose. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's not just make you um, a loud person. Because the Pentecostal church, they're normally uh, loud. And um, the Holy Spirit is not just interested in making you loud, but um, he's interested in making you a person of fullness, of discipline and purpose and gets you ready for the work of God. Amen. And so I believe that. And uh, so that's what's going to happen. I believe in as you are focusing on the scripture, this is what's going to happen. So let's come to chapter 19 very quickly though. Chapter 19 of Book of Acts. We're going to focus on a local church. Uh, Apostle Paul, when he had visited Ephesus, he had visited Ephesus three times. The first time, um, he came to Ephesus and uh, he brought um, Aquila and Priscilla. He left them there and went back. And the second time, he came and stayed there for three months. The third time, he came and stayed there for a longer period of time, two to three years' time. Say with me, commitment. Come on, commitment. Everything is about commitment. All right? When you want to see... Something established in a place, in a home or a local setting, in a, you need to be committed. Thank God for committed pastors. Come on, would you please say, thank you, Jesus. Thank God for committed pastors. Thank God for Pastor Josh. Pastor, yes. And thank God for and uh, Scott. And thank God for men like Pastor you know, Bob and Margaret. They've been so committed to the work of God. You know, we want to have a healthy church. You need to have a healthy pastor, a healthy minister. It's very important that we, you know, we, we, we go for that. And thank God for even missions program. Thank you, Tom, wherever you are. I don't know. Thank you, Tom, for your leadership. And thank you, Lisa. And um, I really appreciate those who are committed. That commitment is necessary, right? So Apostle Paul was committed to a local church. He was a busy man going around establishing churches. But when he came to Ephesus, he committed himself to that place for three years, almost three years, right? He found a group of disciples of John the Baptist. He asked them a question, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Or have you received the Holy Spirit? Now, they said, we haven't heard of him. So, Apostle Paul, what he did, he taught them. Thank God for teaching. Thank God for faithful teachers who teach right. Amen. You see, it is the truth that will set us free. So, teaching uh, helps us to overcome ignorance. Ignorance is, uh, is darkness where the devil rules. Remember, wherever you are ignorant, there is an opportunity for the enemy to reign. So we got to be careful that uh, we don't stay ignorant. So he found his disciples in verse, um, 
uh, we say that uh, verse 3, so what kind of baptism have you heard? Have you received? And then they, t- he, they tell him about the baptism of John the Baptist. And uh, so he teaches them, he baptizes them again, and he lays hands on them, and they receive the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues and prophesying. So that is the history. Everybody talk to me by saying history and truth. Some people love history, some people love the truth, but we need to know the both of them, okay? We need to know history. That's why Bible, the word of God is given in historical setting. That's what you learn in Bible college. You learn a lot of history, what God has done down the ages through his chosen people. And uh, the truth that is given in historical setting. That's why we need, we need to read the scripture. And, and teaching of the word in the church is so important. So now we go to the, the truth side of it. All right. How many of you have received opposition in your life because you walked, you chose to walk in Jesus? Can I see your hand? All right. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the club. All right. Don't feel lonely right here. Now, Martin Luther, going back several years ago, uh, probably 700 years ago, Martin Luther, back in, 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 in Germany, uh, he was a monk, a priest. He had such a love for God's word. So he began to read and read and devote himself to study, right? So when he was reading God's word, he, he, he came up with 95 thesis statements. And those statements uh, rightly opposed to uh, what was happening in the Catholic church. And so he wrote them down on a placard or whatever he was using and uh, nailed them on the Gutenberg church uh, door. The church didn't like it because it was the truth. And um, the establishment didn't like it. They wanted to uh, get rid of Martin Luther. They almost killed him. They tried to kill him. They jailed him, imprisoned him, uh, robbed him of all the privileges. But the truth prevailed. He did not wish to leave the church. But they chucked him out. And those who followed, I mean, those who believed what the, the thesis statement the famous, most famous of them all is the just shall live by faith, right? And so those who were checked out along with Martin Luther, they were called the Lutherans, yes? So when you look at the Lutheran church, don't look down on them because they represent history that we need to be prideful of. That we need to thank God for them. Amen. So after them came the Anabaptists. The Anabaptists, it's actually called against baptism. They were actually saying, hey, yes, we are saved by faith. But we need to be baptized. The believer's baptism. And so they were cast aside. They were killed and murdered and, and driven out of the churches. And out came with them with their story. Uh, or the Baptists. Thank God for the Baptists. Hello. Yes. <clears throat> Any Baptists here who used to be Baptists here? Well, God bless you. You have a great history, right? 
And so the Baptists, they put their foot, they put foot down. They say, we need to have a believer's baptism. And I came from England. Uh, we had Methodists through John Wesley and Charles Wesley. They put their foot down. We need to do everything methodically right. They were great in preaching the gospel. And John Wesley on his horseback went around England. I had, I had studied in England and uh, England was my second home. Should I say Australia is now beating it up. But now uh, I loved England so much, prayed for that country, still do. And when you go across England, you would see the Methodist chapel all across. And you go to uh, Wales and you go to all, especially in the East Midlands and the Sheffield area, Nottinghamshire, everywhere you go, you see Methodist chapel. They established hundreds of uh, church building, I mean, churches and chapels. Amazing. Thank God for the Methodist. Praise. Come on. Thank God for what God did through them, right? Amen. See, the more you are filled and led by the Holy Spirit, the one thing will go out of you is being prejudiced. Come on. Come on. Amen. And a great thing too. I love history. Especially the church history. Give me six hours next time. <laughs> now let's come to chapter 19. Book of Acts. <laughs> right Pastor Bobby. Right? <laughs> Remember. Talk to me by saying. What God can do. Come on talk to me. What God can do. With 12 people. Come on. What can God do? Come on. A little bit louder man. Come on. What can God do with 12 persons? Verse 7. Verse 7. 19 verse 7. It says there were 12 disciples. As it happened with. Martin Luther, he was chucked out of the church establishment. In uh, Paul's days in Ephesus, when he began to preach, verse 8, he was preaching at their synagogues. Synagogues, they meet once a week on the Sabbath day. They were preaching. He wished to preach to them. But some people believed, some people did not. So what he did, he took the disciples separately. You know, it's good to have a great number of people come to church on Sundays. Great to see you. God bless you. But when we come to prayer meeting or when we come to Bible study, what happens to the people? They disappear. Remember, I've been, I've been, this is my 37th year of pastoring. I know what it is. The whole world over, it's just like that. But in some places, it is not like that. So you know what? I take Bible study every day. You know what time? 5.15 in the morning. Oh, I need the blessing, yes. 
from 5.50 to 6.30 every day except Saturday and Sunday. I'll be taking from, you know, Bunny's home tomorrow morning. The, the thing is, if you, if you want to see this with God's word, you've got to find, you know, allocate time for it. It's not that, you know, God doesn't work according to your convenience, right? If you want to see something happen in Perth, you get serious about it. Now, this, guys, I want to show you it from the scripture. Acts 19, verse 9. There were some opposed. So, Apostle Paul, this is what he says. He took the disciples separately. He took those who are serious separately and began to meet them at a, a what place is that? It says a school, a tyrannus, a school of tyrannus. And what does it say? How often they met? Come on, how often they met? Come on, how often they met? When you're serious, you go from weekly to? I had great walks with uh, Heather. We clocked about 10 kilometers in, in about how many yesterday? About 11. The last two days been going around walking. Anybody want to walk with me? I would love to walk with you. It says, if you want to see anything difference, make a difference in your life, you don't do once in a month and once in a week. It says daily. Remember, he was teaching at synagogues weekly. But he got serious meeting with the disciples daily. How long? Verse 10. You read it for yourself. How long? How many years? Two years. Any takers? Any takers? Daily for two years? Come on. Yes, I see one hand. I see only one hand, two hand, three hand, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, nine. Can you see how tough it is? It's not easy. But if you want to get serious with God, you got to have some commitment. The Holy Spirit is not cheap. You sing, the, you sing a couple of songs, the Holy Spirit will move. He's not that cheap. Yeah? You sing a slow song, speed song, fast song, and in between, the Holy Spirit will not move. He only moves on your commitment. He doesn't move on your singing. Please take it. He doesn't move on your singing. He moves on your commitment. You may say, I love you, I love you, humpteenth number of time. Your wife, your husband will know marriage runs on commitment. Not what you say. Not just what you say. It says this continued for two years. And what happens? What is the result now? Let's look at the result now. The result is those who dwelt in Asia, both Jews and Greeks, they heard the word of the Lord. The whole region 
they heard the word of the lord because of the commitment of 12 disciples of the commitment of one pastor teacher apostle right the whole region never underestimate what god can do through your local church never underestimate what god can do through your commitment and that's what happens we can be meeting and having church services for next 50 years and not affect perth but when you are committed to gather in a local church with your ministers who are ready to teach you daily it is a commitment weekly to daily daily what meditating learning applying the word of god what is the result very quickly verse 10 people heard the word of god both jews and greeks number 2 verse 11 it says extraordinary miracles happen through the servants of god verse 11 that's what it says extraordinary unusual miracles by the hands of paul do you want to see it in perth i'm not talking about somewhere else are you willing to see it in perth come on right here in malaga right you know in ellenbrook or around this area remember it is what god can do through you he writes on your commitment have you received the holy spirit he wants to respect your commitment and when he does he really moves it says god used the servant of god was 13 a uh, three things happened there preaching healing and deliverance i call that as a phd right you know this phd how many of you want to phd is preaching and healing and deliverance right from verse 13 to 16 we read there will be a distinction between the truth and the counterfeits right the truth and the counterfeits the counterfeit will continue to increase while the work of god is increasing right there is a distinction a differentiation and the disarmament the enemy shall be disarmed there are people who are confessing and uh, they gave up their valuable counterfeit books and what not the sorceries the name of the lord was held in high honor there was verse 18 you see a, a measurable and visible demonstration a measurable visible demonstration a public burning of sorceries related scrolls and all that want to finish with verse 20 the word of god increased and prevailed so the word of god grew mightily and prevailed and i believe such is possible here in the city of perth in australia i'm not talking about africa I'm not talking about India. I'm talking about here. Are you ready for it? 
this principle is applicable anywhere a committed servant of god and committed people of god there were only 12 people the whole region was blessed have you received the holy spirit my brothers and sisters the holy spirit honors your commitment i for me people would say oh don't you think that we are living in western world don't you think that we are in eastern world says the bible is super culture it works through all culture it's about the culture don't give me cultural uh, excuses to say that you know we can't do that we don't do that the holy spirit is the same everywhere we I, i believe that it can work right here i am longing to see it happen in coimbatore it is happening in india it is happening where i am i am doing it daily looking at god's word i believe i am expecting nothing less than i what i read in acts chapter 19 to what god can do where we are don't close any eyes if you are committed i want to see that in the city of perth i want to be part of that i want to be one of those i want you to stand where you are i want you to stand where you are i want you to stand where you are let it sink deeply in your spirit take it down into your heart a god works with principles yes he is god of miracles but the miraculous followed the principles i'm longing i'm committed you ask the brothers and sisters where i am pastoring they will tell you that our pastor is committed to look at God's word daily he teaches us daily my brothers and sisters let's look to God holy spirit here we are i want you to reign over me father you haven't given the scriptures for nothing you haven't given us history for nothing we come before you we thank god for years of faithfulness of men and women who serve along here i pray as we commit ourselves we hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from grace life church for more information about us or any of our services please visit our website at gracelife.com.au